What is up, everybody? Happy Thursday. We got a ton to talk about today. Making a statement. Who is the most valuable duo in all of Major League Baseball? Also, will anybody, most likely Matt Olson or Shohei Otani, get to 60 or more home runs this season? We will also be discussing the Red Sox. They're in it in the wild card race. How realistic is it that the Red Sox could make the postseason? Also, the Angels spiral continues to just spiral more and more out of control. We also have a lot more in this show. Honesty hour coming up as well. Fan questions. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Happy Thursday, my friends. I am joined as always by Alex Curry and Alex, you know, we, we got to start with the fact that ah, was it it's going to be week? a great damn show. Was it watch your language? No, was that's it what last we're week about. we decided to to have the conversation of uh, well, actually, my mom week. shout out my mom Monday. It was Monday. Yeah, my mom kicked it all off by texting me about my language on the show uh-huh. and led us somehow to a conversation of whether "damn" is a bad word or not. Uh huh. And we both put up polls on our. I got receipts. I got, I got the poll results. Wait, I have I have my results as well. Uh huh. What, go ahead. You, you're, you, go ahead. What does it say? Okay. Well, 79% said no. No way, Jose. Damn is not a bad word. I even took a screenshot of your poll because I voted in your oh, poll. Oh, I know what my poll said. I, the time that I looked, it was 69% said mm-hmm. no. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not a bad word. You no. were being like... It's not a bad word. No, I was obviously like, I, I, Everyone look, agrees. we don't need to go on too much longer about yep. this here, but I, I obviously say, look... And the people that voted also <laughs> said this. You can't say it in school, but you can say it now. But you can say it in PG movies, which is also almost it's all ages. It's like parental guidance. If you feel like Why you need there to guidance? be there. Because you can't say that no, word. No, you, you can say it in PG. Look. I'm just saying it's not a bad word. My only, well, just my only point here is you can't say it. And you can't say it in school without yeah. getting in trouble, which means it's a, it's a bad word. No, so not a bad word. I don't give a damn what no. anybody but else like, says. But like, thank you, Mama Verlander, for, for it, spiking it, this, it, com- sparking this conversation, yeah. spiking the conversation. I will, yeah. my mom did, at, she listens yeah. to every episode. And I got like a late night text at one point that all it said was in all caps, damn. See? <laughs> Well, what does that prove? My mom. Yeah, damn. She was listening. Yeah, she was. But let's keep it in the family because your brother pitched last night. Yeah. Interesting start. Got the win. He got the win. Wasn't his best stuff, but he got the win. Yeah. Got the win. Uh, Offense last couple starts and putting up a lot of runs. Ended up going five innings, gave up four. Win on the mound. It was just a really weird Weird. game. Astros came out really early, scored a bunch of runs. Uh, Marlins come out early, scored a couple in the first, and then it never just felt like he settled in. But you look up at the end of the day, he got through five, got the win. Weird start, but uh, definitely a game the Astros needed because the Rangers ended up losing yeah. as well yesterday. So uh, I think it's two and a half in the division right now. Yeah, but sometimes that's all it takes. Like you do your job enough to where the offense can come through and give you the run support and you pick up the win and you win the game. Well, God, no, he had at least two one nothing losses this year when he yeah. was with the Mets. I, I know. mean, it all, it all evens out. It all evens out. But we also had some exciting wins yesterday. 
And one of the most exciting was at Wrigley Field last night. This might have been, this was probably my favorite walk-off home run of the year. Christopher Morrell with the Cubs uh, down three to one in the ninth, two on, nobody out. Morrell up at the plate. And I, I've become such a big fan of Christopher, Christopher Morrell. It started last year. I don't know if you guys remember that uh, video that went kind of viral last year, but in an older lady, uh, a fan went up to him, uh, just telling him how, how big of a fan of his she is. Yeah. And he ended up giving her his necklace. Yeah. We had it on the show last year. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. And just this year for, I just continue to watch the way he plays and the energy he brings to that team. And this walk-off home run was by far the coolest moment uh, I've seen from him. Big moment, obviously walk-off home run. Wrigley's going nuts, but he's jumping around the bases. He's going just as nuts as the fans are. His helmet comes off early on and then rounding third base, he takes off his entire jersey. (laughs) He jumps to home. The place is going nuts. I I mean, rounding first, he takes off the helmet. Tosses it. This was awesome. I just, I'm smiling just watching it. What a cool moment. There's also something extra special when it happens at these historic ballparks that just have so much meaning and a fan base like the Cubs fan base. And there was a couple different perspectives. They showed it like a wide shot outside of the stadium with just the entire place, almost looked like a heartbeat coming alive and jumping up and down the moment he had the walk-off home run. It was, it was great. I I think that home run embodies everything that baseball is about and the direction it's heading. I mean, baseball, this year, I've talked about it a million times. The attendance is up over 9% from last year. The biggest jump that baseball attendance has had since the, the 80s or 90s. Uh, and so for the crowd to be that packed, for the energy, mm-hmm. for the the bat, fl- like everything about it just yeah. embodies what baseball is this year. And I love that it was Christopher Morrell. He's yeah, the man. That was magical. Um, another big moment for you, Darvish. Yeah, you Darvish broke the all-time MLB strikeout record for a Japanese pitcher. 1,919 MLB strikeouts, passing Hideo Nomo for most all-time by a Japanese pitcher. Uh, had to give him a lot of credit there. You Darvish, I, I don't think you Darvish gets the credit he deserves as a pitcher for the career he's had because people just omit the fact that his career to this point has been too different parts, his career in Japan, Mm -hmm. which was incredible and his career over here, which he now is the all-time strikeouts leader for a Japanese pitcher. So it's been two separate careers for him. You combine the two of those. He's one of the greatest pitchers the game of baseball has ever seen. I mean, he's, he's been, he's unbelievable and has had a great career. And this is certainly a really cool moment that you Darvish just accomplished. Now the Padres just need to keep on winning and maybe make that wild card push. <laughs> just keep on keeping on. You I'm know just, what is funny about the Padres? What? A they lot of do things. Ha- I, I, I mean, I, they had exciting moments last night. Tatis stealing home. Like they have, they have moments of greatness. Well, they don't lack exciting moments. Yeah. They just lack wins. Yeah. <laughs> and that becomes the problem. But you, you know, I'm not a big, like take, take it for what it is with yeah. run differential. But I did see that this, this one is a little like, well, this jarring. Yeah. Like the Padres have a higher run differential than the Orioles who are the number one seed in the American league. And the Padres are obviously 
not yeah. in the playoffs as we currently sit and, and not 500. So just, I thought that was interesting, but run differential. I think some people put a little too much weight in that, but when you see that the Padres are where they are and the Orioles are where they are, it's yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. good stuff. Let's get to making a statement. We Let's got some it. fun ones. We're, our, our first one's going to be a little different. I'm going to give you a fill in the blank. Fill in. A fill in. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. <laughs> fill in the statement. Okay. Yeah. So our first, the most valuable duo in the National League is. To me, this one's easy. The most valuable duo to their team in all of Major League Baseball is Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Whoa. I. Well, that's, that's what I would have picked. I thought for sure you were going to go Ronald Acuna Jr. Ex- and Matt no, Olson. Let me explain why I took them over Ronald Acuna and Matt Olson. Okay. You take Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts out of that Dodgers lineup, and they are absolutely not a first place team in their division. They are the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. They are both MVP winners. Uh, last night, they had the, over half of the team's hits. They, they are, and they still have good pieces in the offense, but that Dodgers offense is Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Without them, that lineup would really, really struggle. The Atlanta Braves, without the duo of Ronald Acuna and Matt Olson, well, they have Michael Harris II, they have Austin Riley, they have Sean Murphy, (laughs) they have Ozzy Albies, they have Orlando Arcia, they have all-stars everywhere you look. That lineup would be just fine. The difference between the Atlanta Braves and literally everyone else is there seven, eight, and nine hitters in their lineup? That's what makes the Braves the Atlanta Braves this year. That team still wins the NL East this year without those two. Now, I can say that because the rest of the NL East, specifically specifically the Mets, has been very disappointing this season. And I do well, think... They, they made their bed, though. They, I, they made their decision yes, to be sellers. I, it's a I, different team now. From the beginning of this season, the Atlanta Braves, I believe this, the Atlanta Braves team without Ronald Acuna and Matt Olson is good enough to win the NL East. Oh, hundred percent. And I cannot say that about the Dodgers without Freddie and Mookie. That's, I think that's a ridiculous statement to make that they would yeah. be the best team in that division without Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. So Freddie and Mookie are the most valuable duo to their team in all of major league baseball. I will say though, I, I've started to bring up the conversation a couple of weeks ago about if the MVP race is getting a little closer than many people will acknowledge in the national league. It's with, also kind of crazy that the four guys we just mentioned, it's like between four guys on two teams that this national league MVP race and conversation yeah. is actually happening between. And I did, I asked Smoltz about this every Saturday, okay. talk to John Smoltz. I asked him this specific conversation of, Hey, Ronald Acuna is the favorite here. Is it closer than most people think? Who has your vote at this moment? So I want to play that clip now. Look, the challenge for the Braves, and they got two contenders, right? Olsen, and they've got Acuna, and then there's Freddie Freeman. Um, And I'll tell you what, Olsen's making a late charge with all that he's done with the power and the RBIs and obviously a byproduct of Acuna. Um, But the challenge is going to be if the Braves get to a point and they've locked up the number one record or not secured one of two and they, you know, go on to win the division. How does Brian Snicker balance giving everybody the opportunity to do something specially individually? That's interesting. Yeah. It's it's a conversation we're going to hit a little later in the show about 
getting too hot too soon. And what does that do for the team and the players and the personal records later? And it also kind of goes to the other side of like Shohei Otani. What if the angels are out of it pretty early? Are they going to just, I don't know, like maybe not have him in as often as he should be to not get injured. I mean, they're not going to have him after that anymore. That's a completely different conversation of whether Shohei should play his his records, but that's what it comes down to the last month. Like who's, Who's in the hunt? Who's resting? What's the kind of game management of yeah. of your players? Look, I, I think, I, I think the, I still think the overwhelming favorite right now is Ronald Acuna. You want to talk about what Freddie's doing average wise and still with that, that power there. You want to talk about what Matt Olson's doing with all the homers. Well, Ronald Acuna Jr. is just the perfect combination of everything yeah. that will also steal you a hundred bases. I mean, it's unbelievable what he's doing this year. So, uh, I, I do, I think the conversation, and I said this a couple of weeks ago and I was called crazy, but I think the conversation was just a little more of a conversation than people wanted to admit between Freddie and now Matt Olson. And now everybody's having that conversation, but I was crazy three weeks ago for wanting You're to have that crazy. conversation just three weeks ago. I think it's a conversation. I think Ronald Acuna jr. Is clearly right now the favorite to win the MVP award, but with what Freddie and Matt Olson are doing, uh, but to fill in the blank with your question, the most valuable duo in major league baseball to their team, mm-hmm. I believe is Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. That's fair. I agree. All right, let's move on to our next statement. The Major League Baseball home run leader will hit 60 plus home runs this year. No, nobody this year will get to the 60 home run mark. Let's discuss. Let's I mean, what you have Matt Olson currently at 43, Mm -hmm. Otani at 42. Mm -hmm. But I think this also comes into play of where the team is at that last month of the season, how many at bats are you getting? I, I will not even take that into consideration here and explain to you why I don't think it happens. I precursor would love for it to happen. Everybody listening knows I would love for Shohei to hit a home run every single game from here on out for the rest of the season. He did last night. Keep on going. I would love Matt Olson to break 60 homers. I would love for him to hit 63 homers. Is it possible? Sure. Is it going to happen? I will explain to you why it will likely not happen. Now, Matt Olson needs just 10 more homers to pass Andrew Jones for the all-time Braves record. He can do that. Now, he needs 17 more to reach 60 homers and become the seventh player to ever do it. I feel like we're having, we're just throwing out this 60 number like it's like it's candy to a baby at this point because Aaron Judge did it last year. 60 home runs has only happened to six players in the history of this game. Now, since the beginning of August, Matt Olson has seven home runs. It's August 17th. Matt Olson has seven home runs since the beginning of August. If he keeps up this current pace of this month for the rest of the season, he would be at 64 home runs. Now, this is the best stretch of Matt Olson's career. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it likely that he's just going to keep this up for two months? Maybe. Maybe is, is a great point, but likely no, it's not likely that's a, there's a big difference between can it happen? Sure. And is it likely to happen? No. I mean, it's, it's an unprecedented stretch for him at this point in his career of, of seven home runs in 17 days. It's, it's remarkable. Can he keep this up for two months? Uh, I am going to say that the odds point to no. now Otani hit 42 last night. Yeah. Shohei Otani's at 42, obviously the Mm -hmm. math there needs 18 to become the seventh player ever to hit 60 home runs. Here's why I don't think he gets there. 
The most recent update on Mike Trout came out on Tuesday and he quote, still feels some pain in his left wrist and remains without a timetable for a return. Yeah. Without Trout, he won't be able to get enough opportunities to get there. We watch it every single game. Now, what does that mean? Sure. He's getting intentionally walked a lot. That's not all I'm talking about. He gets intentionally walked a lot because Mike Trout's not behind him. And in bats that he's not intentionally walked, they're pitching around him. Mm-hmm. He's okay. He didn't get intentionally walked per se, but they certainly pitched around him. And other than that, pitchers are pitching him perfectly because they're not afraid to miss the strike zone. So he's either getting intentionally walked, unintentionally intentionally walked, or they're just dotting him up perfectly and because they're not afraid to walk him. So all of his at-bats at this point are changed drastically because Mike Trout isn't in that lineup. And he currently has no timetable for return. So Shohei has two homers. Uh, he has three homers in the last two weeks and eight in the last month. All of that time is without Mike Trout in the lineup. I don't think Shohei's going to be able to get there. I think he would have been if Mike Trout didn't get hurt. And I don't want to put it. It's a crazy injury. The handmade bone injury sucks. It's has, it's not on Mike Trout, but uh, because Trout is not in the lineup, I don't think Shohei will be able to get there. I would say the only way he does is if the team continues on this stretch that they're on. You think he can get I'm there? I'm saying if? it's the only thing that he can control. And if he wants to like win at something, because obviously he can't win the game for the entire team, he tries as much as he can, but like maybe that's his focus. And that's what he puts all of his energy in is to like hitting the most home runs possible. Who knows? Like the man needs to win something. Obviously he's he's going to win the MVP MVP favorite, but he could also set another record of maybe doing the home run sitch over 60. Who knows? But like that would be, I think, the extra motivation of like, okay, well, I can't control the team. I can control this. And why don't I go for, I don't know. He's I, superstar. I think his season, if he starts doing that, gets worse. He's not going to hit over 300 if that's the case. And we saw years ago when he was that 2021 season, yeah. when when Trout goes down, Shohei started to to try and do too much. Yeah. And the worst thing you can do in baseball is try to do more because he knows when he walks up to the plate right now, what are my odds? What are, what am I going to get pitched to? Nobody on two outs? Probably not. Nobody yeah. on nobody out. You might get pitched to yeah. runner on second first base open. He's not getting pitched to. So if you go up, like I got to try and hit a homer here. I have to try and do a lot more because our team stinks and I need to be the one to carry it. That will not be good for him. So I, what needs to happen if he has any chance of doing this is Mike Trout needs to come back tomorrow. And last I checked, Mike Trout ain't coming back tomorrow. Uh, I don't think Mike, I don't think Matt Olson or Shohei Otani get to the 60 home run mark, which isn't the 50 home run mark is remarkable. 60 is just a number that we can't just be throwing around. Only six players in history have done it. I think they both get to 50. I do not think they get to 60. Can we take a moment for the slow-mo flow? Oh, that was great. Home run shot for Shohei Otani. He's taken in the moment. That's something he's not trying hard at. That was great. What, his flow? It was beautiful. Yeah, the slow-mo trot. Just the way it happened. The, the pitch last night was not a strike. It was way up out of the strike zone. For him to find a way to hit that ball out to deep center field, it, I, it's it's ridiculous. And and his helmet fell off while he did it. So yep. that's why I imagine it was his first trot around the bases without a helmet on the entire time. And uh-huh. the, the flow just 
bouncing into the slow-mo yeah, camera the was slow-mo on him. Shot. I mean, there it, it is. It was so good. <laughs> well, and he it goes like to fix the flow. It yeah. was great. He doesn't show it here, but he does put his hand like through the flow at one yeah, point. Yeah, he can tell it he was started like a, to. like a Pantene commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So he's at a 42 now. Yep. That was 42. All right. Let's move on to our next statement. Don't count out the Red Sox yet. I would say don't count the Red Sox out, but don't count on them being in the playoffs. Hmm. You absolutely can't count them out yet. Yeah. They're, you know, they're right there neck and neck with the Mariners right outside. It's a, it's a three team race essentially right now. I wouldn't doubt it if the Rays keep falling and falling and perhaps become part of that race for the last spot of the wild card race. Uh, but you can't count them out. They're one of three teams right now vying for that spot. The Blue Jays currently in it, the Mariners and the Red Sox. Now, you mentioned they're what, three games? Yeah, three games. Uh, Mariners are one game right. out of that wild so card. So they're spot. currently just three games out of the final wild card spot, but with the third hardest remaining strength of schedule and a team that I haven't fully seen enough in over the course of a full season to believe in them, right? They, they show flashes of being really good offensively. They show um, flashes of being able to pitch. Obviously Trevor story coming back is really good for that lineup, but I just haven't, I, I haven't seen it. Are they close enough? Sure. Mm-hmm. Don't count them out. But I, I just don't feel like this team is going to be good enough to get in this year. Their pitching is below average, a team ERA of over 4.3 on the season. I would say don't count them out, but do not count on the Red Sox making the playoffs. That's fair. All right, let's move on to our final statement. <laughs> Touched on this a moment ago. The Angels are spiraling out of control. Oh, yeah. It's a full on. It's it's just it's not good. <laughs> now the good news mm-hmm. is Shohei Otani did hit home run number forty two last night. The bad news is the Angels are twelve and a half games back of the division and seven games out of a wild card yeah. race. Uh, their chances per fan graphs of making the playoffs is a whopping zero point five percent chance of making the playoffs. It, it truly is. We're talking just a couple weeks removed, not even a month removed from the angels saying we're keeping Shohei and we're going for it. But the crazy thing is, is they didn't even have, it's not even like the fan base got to celebrate going for it No, because they lost the first game. They lost the second game and they proceeded to lose seven seven in a row row after the trade deadline when they did go all in on buyers. This is a great tweet from Jason Foster. He said, the craziest thing about the Angels all in attempt to win now with Otani is that it failed immediately. There was no drama about it, whether it would work, no stretch run fun to keep fans excited. It was just dead on arrival. And now they'll play out the string uh, knowing there's no redemption. Yeah, they've only won one series this month. They did the exact opposite of what they needed to do to try to make a push for the postseason and have the hopes of potentially possibly keeping Shohei Otani once he becomes a free agent at the end of the season. It sucks. This brings yeah. me no joy. It, no. it it sucks. You know how cool it would be to have 
Mike Trout go down and the Angels to have stayed in it and be like good enough right on the cusp. We're in a playoff spot. And then you get Mike Trout back and you go on a playoff run and you get in the playoffs with Shohei and Mike Trout. But we're not able to talk about that. And it's been the opposite. And I hate that we're not able to talk about it. It honestly, it just sucks. But this season for the Angels is just another letdown. Mm -hmm. And Shohei's not going to return. I I mean, he just, they're, 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 he can't. His one goal is winning. And (laughs) the one time in his career that the organization says, we're going to be buyers and we're going to go win. Mm -hmm. It immediately blew up in their face. Yep. Immediately. And if that isn't the angels organization in a nutshell over the last decade plus, Mm -hmm. what, what is, I mean, look at this season, get this Alex among all teams, national league and American league with at least 25 wins in their first 44 decisions of the season. The angels are included in that. The most losses over the following 48 games of anyone in the history of the sport is the Los Angeles angels. They started 27 and 17, then went 12 and 36 over their next 48. No team has ever collapsed like that in history that has started as hot as they did through their first 44 games. I like wish I could say that I was surprised, but like I lived this for 10 years and you, you, you get a certain hope at the start of the season, mid season when they go on these runs, but there seems to be just that minus 2014 when they won the AL West and had that one little playoff run where they got swept um, by the Royals, but it was just, yeah, it's, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Especially when you have two of the best players in the game who deserve to be playing in the postseason. the sport needs them to be playing in the postseason. They should be playing in the post. Like it's just better for everybody if they're playing in the postseason. Yeah. Alex Curry comes to town and the angels can't win anymore. Oh, is it, stop. is it the Alex Curry curse? No, it's the not. Curry curse. No, it's not. Cause my first season just with the kidding. Kings, they won a Stanley cup. Well, that's the Kings. The Kings have the, the Curry charisma and my <laughs> first season with the angels the Curry cup. The first season with the Angels is the one they won the AL West. And we celebrated. That was both 2014. Big was it year. your first year was 2014? That was my first year sideline. First, I did like the weekly show and like pregame stuff, 2012, gotcha. 2013. And then my first full sideline was 2014. I mean, look, people are talking now. Look at the topic no, bar. The Curry Curse. No, people it's are not. talking. It's the opposite. People are talking. It's the opposite. My first and only season covering U.S. Women's National Team, they won. Curry Cup, 2019. World Cup, Stanley Cup. Yep. But if it doesn't involve a cup <laughs> and it involves a, <laughs> the Curry a Cup trophy. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. All right. Time for honesty hour. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. It is honesty hour, and people, specifically a couple fan bases, mm-hmm. are not going to like this. Let's hop in the trust tree and talk about the fact that the Atlanta Braves and the Dodgers are peaking to soon. Let me explain. The Braves are eight and two in their last 10. Great. The Braves have been great all year long. The best team in baseball for the majority of the season, besides the beginning of the year when the Rays were the best team in baseball, the Dodgers are 14 and one in August with a plus 58 run differential already in August. It is remarkable. These two teams are firing on all cylinders. Now, fun fact, 
Over the last four seasons, the Dodgers have won 80% of their games in August. 2023, they're 14 and one. 2022, 22 and six. 2021, they went 21 and six. And the year prior, 21 and seven. Now, I'm not saying that it is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to win. And there really isn't a way around it. You don't want to not play your best baseball at all times. But to give you a little reasoning of why peaking too soon might be bad, let's look at the division races and what that means. The Atlanta Braves are up 12 and a half games in the NL East. That's done. It's over. The Braves are winning the division. The Dodgers are up nine and a half games in the NL West. That's done. The division is over. The Braves and the Dodgers will have the top two seeds in the National League. Whoever gets it. Braves at one, Dodgers at two, or if something changes there. So come mid-September, a month from now, what are you playing for? What are you really playing for? Are you playing for the number one seed? Sure. That means something. But it's not the same. You're not playing for your lives. You're not playing like every single game means everything to your team and the organization. Then consider the fact that those top two seeds are going to get a buy in the first round. It has always been my belief in baseball prior to this first round buy for the top seeds that a buy is not good. It's not good. You do not want that time off. No better reference than the Detroit Tigers teams that my brother was on years ago. In 06, they sweep the Oakland A's and go to the World Series. Walk off. Maglio Ordonez walks it off to go to the World Series. They had a week off and they came out flat in the World Series. Time off is not good in baseball. You play 162 games. You play every single day. You get in a rhythm. And at the end of that year, you do not want to get out of that rhythm. So the fact that they're not going to be playing for anything for the last month of the year, and you're going to have time off on a bye, I don't view that as a great thing. Look at all of these teams lately that are getting to the World Series. There are so many references. The Philadelphia Phillies last year get in as a wild card team. They get into the World Series. There's often a wild card team that gets on fire because they're playing for their lives to get into the playoffs. And then they have the talent and the star power to continue that on and get to the World Series. Over the last four seasons, or over the last eight full seasons, you with me? Over the last eight full seasons, half of the World Series teams are wild card teams. I don't doubt it. The 2022 Phillies NL champs, 2019 Nats World Series champs, 2014, both the Royals and the Giants were a World Series or a wild card team. So over the last eight full seasons, half of those are wild cards. So honesty hour, Braves and Dodgers, they're peaking too early. Save some for October. But what are you going to do? What, not win, not be great? Also a point I think I mean. this is where a manager needs to step in or, or some sort of like, team meeting and there needs to be motivation incentives to continue to keep this fire going. Like what? I, I don't know. Get creative. I mean, it's fair, but yeah, like, like I, what I, do you... I don't know. Like there has to be some sort of pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> if you went on Something. September 27th, free Something. pizza. No, just like say you've already, because obviously the Dodgers experienced this last season. They qualified almost like what a month out three weeks, like, and then you saw what happened in the postseason. So I think that should also be a little bit of motivation. Like, Oh, we lost to the Padres in the postseason last year after kind of coasting into the playoffs after 
clinching. Was it three weeks? A month out? I mean, it was it was early, technically. But these yeah. two teams, I mean, they've clinched. They're not going to. They know they're winning. The they know division. they're going to win. So why not just keep? There has to be a conversation. There needs to. There just needs to be a conversation of like, hey, we got to keep this fire. I agree. Going I, and whether it is some sort of incentive. Peace party. Com- okay, peace party. Yeah. I I want to. I, That's the best I diet for them though. I know, like you eat whatever you want, but talk well, to your athletes. Incentive. You can mm-hmm. break your diet. Look, I I don't say this in. The, I, I did mention there's nothing that can be done. There's, yeah. there's nothing. You don't want to like, Hey, we got to play worse for a couple of weeks. So this can be a race again. And then we can play for our lives down the stretch. Yeah. No, you want your team to keep playing as they are, but there's no way around it that the last few weeks they're playing for nothing. And then the first round of the playoffs, you go on a buy. So all of a sudden it becomes, Oh God, this is do or die mm-hmm. for us after, after really just coasting for a month, this is do or die. And we're going up against a team that's been playing for their lives for a, a few weeks now. There's not, again, there's nothing you can do. There's no incentive that you can give players unless you're going to like personally shell out millions to them and be like, Hey, if you guys, you guys, you know, like, I, I, I mean, that could be something too. Like maybe ownership comes in. And it's like, Hey, we saw what happened last year we keep this going, the winning going and the fight going, like maybe everyone gets a little bonus. Maybe that's not a bad idea. It isn't incentives. I, I, it bring, uh, you know, there's no way around it. I yeah. just think they're here in the middle of August, absolutely on fire. They're firing on all cylinders. Keep it going. Keep, keep it, going, it going, but it's easier said than done. Yeah. I believe. I, what do you believe in? I believe that and, they can keep it going. Okay. I want to see this. I want to see this matchup. You want to see Braves Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's all I got. Fan questions. Fan questions. Let's have some fun with fan questions. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with a couple of Twitter questions. Cause we're still calling it Twitter. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad. Okay. First one comes from, <gasps> you can't stop the ways. Ben, weren't you supposed to sing for us? Did I miss the episode? I was just asking you this yesterday. You know, Funny timing yes, here. He is. You were just asking yes, me this. And now the next is. day on the show, you can't stop the waves with username P six, six, eight, nine, five, five, three, four. That is clearly a burner it's account. Not me. Ask this question. It's not this me. is Alex Curry's burner me. account. It's not me. I don't have a burner account. Do you have a burner account? No. Is that a thing? Do a of, well, I know a couple like Rule star one of burner accounts. Don't talk Never. about your burner account. <laughs> Here's what I'll say, Alex. Yeah. Wasn't I supposed to sing? Yes. Hmm. And you are going to sing. How many months has it been since you were supposed to play the trumpet on the show for us? I did play the trumpet. No, you did not. I will bring it. You, hey, you gave us an hey, update and the ultimate deal. was supposed to be you playing on deal. the stage. We'll the have trumpet a talent for show. We'll have a little <laughs> mass talent show. When you play the you're trumpet. You're going to sing. When you play, what, were you going to play Narcos, Timmy Trumpet? Yeah, that's going to be too hard. I need something simpler. What are you going to play? The national anthem or something? I, I did need a, realize. I, need a song. I thought it was just a regular blow. Whatever I sing, uh, you play. <laughs> <laughs> when he plays the trumpet, it's a, okay. It's a technique where you have to like, I don't care. I, it, it does. It, I, <laughs> that's the sound you have to make with your lips. Vibrating and we just lost all sound. everybody ever listening is like, well, that's, that's it for me with flipping bats. <laughs> We're going to have a talent joke. Yes. Whoever, whoever asked this question, Ben's going to sing and I'll try to play something on trumpet. Try. Okay. Yep. Try. Try. 
I'm gonna sing. You've sang your whole life. I am just learning how to play I have trumpet. I've sang my whole life. Okay. You're right. All right, let's move on. Okay. Let's move on to our next question. This one comes from Anthony. What is or should be the pitcher equivalent of the bat flip? Mm. Fun. Like after striking, like striking out the side, like that's when you would like technically do a flat, a bat flip. So I guess, I guess currently in what pitchers batters. do is like a, a strike at like a K strut Woo! around the mound. You know, like that's what they'll like hop off and do a full walk around the mound. But I agree. You, you know, if batters are going to have bat flips, which I'm all on board for pitchers need to have their something. So, you know, I wouldn't hate like a strike out the side, toss yeah. the glove up, finger guns to the other dugout. Or your dugout. I don't like the other dugout. Your dugout. Finger guns. I like that finger guns are making a comeback. I've seen them. I've seen them a lot recently of like, yeah. All right. Meow, 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 meow. Yep. It's okay. Big finger that. guns guy. Yep. So that that would be one. I like maybe like a, a glove toss up. Do a little dance. Catch it. Yeah. Then you can do the fingers. A little dance. Okay. Yeah. Good? Strike out strut, but give give it a little like a. Like a little shuffle. I don't know. You see a lot of like really big arm movements. Like, yeah. Like almost like hitting the ground or like going out after like a leg kick, like an arm leg kick together. I can't, I'm like doing it in my chair because my legs dangle. We need a compilation <laughs> of Alex Curry celebrations. Maybe that can be part of your talent show routine. No, is no, you no, just no, it's okay. Bat flipping and celebrating on the stage. That'd be great. All right. I'm down with that. All right. Thank you. That one. Good question. Clearly not from Alex's burner that time because that had a. That wasn't I don't have burner. a burner. All right, mm -hmm. let's go to question number three. This one comes from Jay. Will the Chicago Cubs make the playoffs? Mm. Mm. Were they one of your bubble teams? Yeah. Yeah. I forget what I said about them, though. I'm going to pull them up, see where um, we're at. Okay. The Cubs are rolling. I believe I said, I think I said they're going to get in. I mean, they're in right now. They're I think in I a wild said they're getting spot in. right now. And I don't know what I said a week ago or a few days ago. I, I think they're going to get in. Yeah. They're playing hot. Actually, I know they're going to get in because yeah. that was my thing the other day. Is, okay. well, I don't think I know. Okay. Uh, look, cool. the vibe there, the crowd, the team, the team energy, right the talent that they do have. I am worried about uh, the Marcus Stroman news with his rib cage and he's going to be out for uh I'm not sure of the timeline, but it, it was not good news. You did say that they were going to make the playoffs. I, you know, I really like when I don't remember what I said in my said, thoughts. Congrats like a week. Cubs fans. You're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> well, that's my answer. That's the voice congrats, of my head Cubs is telling fans. me. You're already in. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I think they get in. Yeah. I love, I love the vibe there right now. They do need Stroman back. You don't the think they're peaking too soon? No, they're not. And they're playing for their lives right now. Those wild card teams. Right. And and they've been playing the best baseball of the year. Like the, Justin Steele's a, an ace of a staff kind of guy. They do. They need Marcus Stroman back. The rotation uh, isn't good enough without him. I don't believe to like do damage in the playoffs. So but. it's not peaking too soon when you're not leading your division. It's not. It is peaking is too soon. Yeah. It's kind of a combination. Yeah. You're playing your best baseball in the middle of August. But and they're playing their best baseball right now, but they're not they They're, they have to the Braves and Dodgers but they have aren't. to continue to do that. I mean, I, I think that it's a great question. Okay. Fair question. I think it's a combination of like 
the Cubs are the Cubs are now. Let's use the Cubs as an example. Yeah, they're playing great baseball, best baseball they have all year. And Two without and a half it, games out of first in a wild card spot. Without it, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So you're not peaking too soon if you, you know, like you're peaking right now because you got to make the playoffs. Okay. Without it, there is no peaking too soon. You're just watching the playoffs on the couch at home. What did it matter if you peak too soon? You're just trying to play into the playoffs right now. Uh, Braves and Dodgers, on the other hand, they're in the playoffs. They're going to win their division. So it matters where you are in the standings and the Cubs, if they get in, aren't going to be a fun team to play. You got Cody Bellinger hitting like 600 over the last two months. Yep. You got Justin Steele, who's one of the best, most underrated pitchers in the game of baseball. You got Alzelay, the back end of the bullpen coming out as a, as a, one of the dominant closers in the game. I mean, this isn't a, you're not going to want to play October baseball in Wrigley. You're just not. So if they get in, watch out. All and right. they will get in because I said they will get in. Yeah. Remember? So congrats. Cubs congrats. Fans. Remember? Cubs Do you fans, remember? You're in. All right. We got one more fan I remember, question. You remember? This one comes from Bernard. Should, should Orioles sign a big free agent pitcher in the offseason or look to lock up homegrown talent? For the love of all things holy. Both? Both? Sign some star talent. I was talking to to someone that I won't name in, in the league earlier, but uh, an all-star, very well-known player. And we were talking about the Orioles and this team has done everything like the Houston Astros did years ago. And I've talked about this. We've talked you about this. this. You lot. predicted Orioles are like the Astros from 2014, 2014 to 2017. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? You look in that front office, some familiar faces you'll see from that Astros situation and that Astros blueprint that was drawn out. So the blueprint became draft, 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 develop, develop, develop. Oh, what do you know? Our team's really good. Let's add superstars. Mm-hmm. This off season is the let's go add some star pitchers and really do this the right way. They absolutely have to homegrown talent. That's already happening. We see that with Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, we're specifically talking pitching here, but we see that with Grayson Rodriguez and on the offensive side, God knows there's a million names, Adley Rutschman, uh, Gunnar Henderson, who's next week's podcast, by the way, yeah. uh, there, there's tons of names there. It is time to believe in that core and go all in. I mean, all in full go this off season, add two star pitchers. Just, just go for it because now's the time with star pitching. I actually believe that the Orioles didn't, I don't think the Orioles can win the world series this year because I don't think they have enough star pitching. I love the Orioles. I love what they're doing. I hope for the, I hope for the CS or the world series. We end up at Camden yards. Well, if it happens, in the, well, it, you want to be in the if, bird bath and you want to have a white t-shirt and you want to get soaked wet and you want to take off your in t-shirt. The bird yep. Bath. yep. We've already, I want to go there for the playoffs. <laughs> I am worried that this team does not have the star power on the starting pitching side to get it done in the playoffs. Playoff baseball, different game, completely different game. So yes, the Orioles need to go all in on starting pitching in the off season. Did you hear, uh, their broadcaster, Kevin Brown, sing Blink-182 on the broadcast last night. Yeah, it was great. It was great. He's back. He's back. And the fans got him back. And he's better than ever. <laughs> that was fun. That was great. What should I sing? That's it. Wool. Wool? Ye- wool. No, it's a- Wool. <laughs> Wool's my well. <laughs> I go, wool. wool. Um, 
you were going to ask your buddy, the country singer, if you can sing one of his songs. Cole Swindell, if I can sing uh, Heads Carolina. How's that go? Heads Carolina. I would just talk it. Uh-huh. Heads Carolina, Tails California. I, like, I don't I don't know. I can't I, I can't recognize it if I don't hear Georgia. a tone. Heads Carolina, Tails California. All right. We're getting a little preview. It's All happening. Right. We're done. No, we're not. Yes, we are. We're kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you said we're done with the, the singing thing. Yes, we're done with the show, but no, we're not done with the singing. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to continue and that's going to happen. We're making it happen. Thank you all for listening to this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. We will be back tomorrow where, you know, what we're going to do tomorrow. What? I'm canceling teams. Ooh, I forgot about that. If your season's over, you're canceled and Yikes. it starts tomorrow. Get out of here. Sorry, guys. All of those teams that are already canceled, we'll talk about them tomorrow. But until then, that does it for this Thursday episode of Flipping Bats. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flipping Bats Pod for all of them. Until tomorrow, my friends, this has been another episode of Flipping Bats. Peace. <laughs>